0: it's really important early on to make sure you get everyone involved to kind of do some of that the brainstorming hello everyone and welcome to no fat cats where you help high performing creative teams get even better i'm your host wesley dean welcome to episode 14 where i'm interviewing myself well uh not really i guess it's more of a uh, monologue or presentation over a uh, podcast uh, it'd be a little weird if i was interviewing myself so Hey Wesley, what do you think of this? Uh, Well, yeah, let me tell you that. That would uh, seem probably a little bit uh, like I'd have bipolar. I do not have bipolar. I do not have bipolar. I'm not bipolar. Uh, I do not have schizophrenia or bipolar. Um, If you do, um, I'm not trying to make fun of you. I am just pointing out that I don't. So I'm not going to interview myself and this is going to be more of a presentation. So I, I initially started off you know, really doing video um, and absolutely love it. I still love it. Well, I guess to back up, I did actually start off in photography in high school before doing video and, uh, you know, just loved it, transitioned to video. Um, but then after a while, you kind of start to realize that you get people who will come to you and say, Oh, I need a video for something um and then after a while you start to realize that no you actually don't need a video you just think you need a video and um and so back when i was just doing video i had a um you know seven step guide for planning a smash hit video that i've adapted now it's more of a seven step guide to creating your next creative team project and uh, you can find this original guide online at uh, intermotionmedia.com it served as one of our lead magnets but i realized that it had never been in audio format and I felt like there's a lot of content in there that could really be applicable to even just creative teams and projects as a whole. Because um, if, if it's one thing I've really struggled with, it's it's not been... Am I very good at, um, you know, lighting or getting good audio or the technical side of things? Um, I feel like I have a, a pretty solid understanding of, of those aspects kind of within the video space. I mean, I'm not a graphic designer by any means. Um, I would be perfectly okay. I love it when people give me their style guide and it's like, here are our three fonts and how to use them. I'm like, yes. That means I do not have to go out and uh, try to pick a font. Um, that's that's all. I'm really bad at that. So I definitely love having designers in my life who are better than I am. And they can always um, just love, love it when people are better than you at things. And you can hand it to them. And you're like, wow, this is amazing. This is way better than anything I could have done. What has derailed me in the past has been uh, my ability to plan uh, creative projects. So I don't know about you, but... Um, but I'm, I'm not necessarily a natural planner. I'm definitely more of a like running gun person and, um, and, and my wife is too. And so for example, we were planning this road trip out now that, um, uh, my oldest son, uh, Carson, he's taken a gap year, uh, before going to kindergarten and, um, wife's staying at home full time with our three kids. And um, I don't have an office space I'm paying for. And I'm just using uh, contractors. And so we're actually planning a road trip out out west. uh, Since we have a little kind of that perfect window of opportunity in uh, in the month of November. And you know, we have like our first three or four days planned. um, And then we have a whole bunch of places out in Arizona, Colorado, but we haven't really uh, clearly defined them yet. And, um, we know when we're going to be back, so we want to be back by like Thanksgiving and I'm going to be working remotely. So I've, you know, did a few tests. We have a camper in laws and, um, so we're going to be going out, but we don't really have a solid plan, but we're not too worried about it because we do have a little camper. So it's like, if we get tired, we can just pull off the rest stop or a campground and camp but while this works with like a small group there's no way you could manage to do this with a, a larger group you just you can't tell people hey we're going out west on a road trip um we have this tour bus and it's like where are we going people would just be confused like where well, are we going to the mountains are we going to the beach like where are we going like no one is going to sign up to just go on a road trip. There might be a few select people, but but most people most people want to see your plan. There was a trip when I was in college that was a, it was a study abroad group, and we were wanting to go traveling after doing this Balkans tour as part of a, a May term, just like a three-week class in May. And you know, there's one of our friends, Mitch, who, uh, he had a plan for, he's like, let's go to Italy. We're going to go to Italy. And then we're going to go over to Greece. And then we're going to go to these cool, this cool place called Meteora. And then we're going to go down to Athens. And guess what? There were like a whole bunch of people were like, Hey, that plan sounds good to me. Uh, can I come with you? And then, so by the end of it, we had this like group that was probably like eight, eight people please don't feel offended if I left you out but it was a decent sized group because people just decided to like join in like hey that sounds like fun and so I think in this case that the person with the best plan won and was able to convince people to get them on board and this is the same is true with your your project and you know you, you really do need a plan I think if you are um like let's say you're a writer you know i think you can kind of wing it if you're producing a solo documentary if you are you know producing a more artistic piece where it's just you then you can probably get away with um kind of seeing where things go you know seeing what happens but if you need other people around you then at some point you do have to be able to produce a tangible plan and you know in some cases whether it's it's a movie people come up with a script first that is probably written in a team but at some point they have to reach the stage of like actually pitching it to people in order to get people on board. And so, th- so this is just what you need to be doing is at some point, you have to have a plan for people to follow it or else it's just not, not really going to go anywhere. But oftentimes it can be a little hard when we're not used to that process of planning things to be able to create something that we can articulate to people to get them excited about where we're going and get them to follow us. The first step that you kind of need to do is really identify your problem or identify, you know, the reason, like what you need to accomplish, kind of like identify your goal, what's going on, because people do invest in things that solve their problems. And so whether it's like marketing, or, you know, they need to increase sales, they need to, the goal is to put on a program that gets more volunteers, or you need to find, uh, you know, you want people to give you money, or, you know, whatever it is, you do need to identify that you know beforehand i think in some cases it's it's pretty it can be pretty obvious but you also really need to be able to identify like well what is our actual problem because you could easily spend there's no shortage of ways you can spend your money on projects but sometimes what stuff we produce is more of like a luxury good that is disposable and you'll you'll see this sometimes people can be like oh well we need um we need this video we need this this thing design. And, you know, you might go ahead and do it because that's what they think they need. But at the end, when they're looking at, well, what was our return? Guess what? If, if they didn't have that objective to begin with um, in terms of what they wanted to accomplish, you're not going to have made them money or solved their problem. And they're probably not going to keep coming back to you. And it's not that you did a bad job producing whatever it was they needed. It was that there wasn't a clear, this is our objective. And this is how, like, this is going to help accomplish our objective. Projects always turn out better where you can really identify, you know, what that objective is and um, show how what you're producing is gonna help or at least have a theory, a theory of change or a theory of, hey, we want this is our problem and we need to engage people. We need to promote what we're doing. We need to but just identify it first um, and have a clear goal. Because at times people jump into thinking Especially, you'll find this if you're like the creative and you're dealing with someone who's maybe in charge, but they don't, they're not necessarily like a creative person, is that they won't really, they'll try to jump to I- solutions first and articulate the solutions and then hire people to create the solutions for them that they think they need when they haven't really spent time identifying the goal and the problem. So, I think that's one of the things you always need to really pull out are. You know what is your goal what is like finding out what is that person's goal who is trying to accomplish something and then you can clearly present your content as a way of addressing that goal then number two you really need to define your audience so you know with this i always just say like don't don't say everyone i mean how many times have there been a few times where i ask people a question about who is this for and ultimately i might get a oh everyone it's like okay well um there's a lot of people in this world. Um, you know, I think 7 billion people, uh, you're probably not trying to, uh, get everyone on board. Who's your base audience? Who Who are you really trying to attract? And let's start to identify that, that person and create, and this is, and you'll hear this called more of like an ideal persona or your client persona where people actually take the time to really get in depth with this. They will, You know, start saying like, all right, what is uh, the person's name? Give them a name. Give your ideal client a name. You know, what do they like? What do they, uh, where do they shop? Where do they eat? How old are they? How much money do they make? What are their political views? What are their, uh, what are the things they value? You know, really try to identify your audience because it's going to make it a lot clearer to speak to them. And if you know who who it is, I mean, if you're trying to reach, um, let's say older donors um, and get them to give you money. Or if you're just trying to recruit teenagers, there's a big difference in there in terms of everything such as style, attention span, uh, format, that's really going to vary a lot. And you really need to define your audience first, because that's going to completely change down the road, like what your strategy is for your project. Because let's say if you're dealing with someone who's in their 50s and 60s, you may decide, oh, we need a like we don't need a video, we need a direct mailer, which is actually can be effective for some of the older audiences. Well, if you're trying to get younger generations, like, well, why are you sending them mail? Like they're on their phones most of the time. And so you really need to define what your audience is and just think through them as much as you can, because at times I've worked with organizations who are trying to attract new donors, but they'll do that at the expense of kind of like their core base. And I think that's the thing that, um, you really have to be aware of is like, who is your core base? And, um, and even if you look at, not to get into politics, us but if you look at um, what happened with, you know, with President uh, Trump, he he knew who his audience was, and he uh, he attracted his core uh, base, and that was who he spoke to. And whether you uh, agree with him or not, he did know who his audience was, and he spoke to them over again um, and wasn't worried about people who weren't his core base because he knew who his audience was and that was one of the reasons why he was able to win uh, the first election. All right now I know some of you either loved that comment or uh, at the mention were a little upset but I I promise not to bring uh, politics into this again this episode. Then step three is what I call just feel, know, and do. So the important part is to to know that facts alone aren't going to move your audience to action but neither will pure emotion often you might, especially cable news, they, I think they like to do this where they, what they do is they kind of get you, get you enraged with emotion. They drop something that emotionally gets you charged. And then they'll like present some sort of information. Um, but then there's not really anything you can do about it afterwards. Um, you know, you, they don't really present a way of like, Hey, this is what you can do to make the world a better place, or this is what you can do to change things. Um, and that's not really their business. Their business is to like, keep you watching and keep you you know whether it's engaged and you know they do that by pulling at your emotional triggers and to give you information um, and doing that cycle uh, time and time again but there's not really any action I mean when was the last time you watched a story though maybe like a hurricane or something where you're like oh wow this hurricane hit um, I need to donate to uh, the Red Cross or a nonprofit that you uh, generally support like that will happen sometimes but most of the time it doesn't necessarily happen because there's not a clear way to donate. But most of the time, you know that, that doesn't necessarily happen. And so, I, and at one point, I don't, I don't have the reference in front of me, but there was a New York Times story where they shared how uh, about human trafficking. They had this like terrible story about human trafficking. Wanted to see if people would actually do anything about it. But they read the story, people were like, "Oh wow, that's terrible." But then they actually didn't do anything about it. In part, probably because there wasn't a clear way to do things and so the one thing is that facts alone aren't going to move your audience to action so just saying in the world there are this many people in human trafficking or um you know or just even telling a terrible story about one person where it might get you engaged but you also have to have that next step then for all right what do i actually do next and what do you want your audience to know what do you want them to know like how do you want them to feel and what do you want them to do Because most people really buy based off of emotion. Like this is like a proven fact, is that people buy based off of emotion, not just um, like the bare facts. And so when you look at things you purchased, things you um, did, there was a strong level of emotion involved. But at the same time, you have to know um, what's going on. And we're complex people. So always keep in mind, what are your feelings? What do you want people to know, and what do you want them to do? So after you kind of have this idea, there's this next stage before you really dive in where you you really need to think through brainstorming ideas. The first one isn't always going to be your best. Um, It's okay, but you have to understand is that for ideas to come up, they really have to happen early on in the stage. So have you ever been in a project where you come up with a cool idea, but guess what? That train is left. Like we're in motion, we're wrapping this up. This project's already taken longer than what we thought it was going to take. No one is actually going to want to do something different. And so this is where it's really important early on to make sure you get everyone involved to kind of do some of that, the brainstorming. And so people want to be heard. They want to be validated. They want to be able to know that their ideas made a difference. And so have a deliberate time for brainstorming. And, you know, this, this ideally should happen early on and because, any idea that you come up with early on, it is way easier to nix your bad ideas before you even do anything rather than midway through a project, realize, oh, this isn't working. We need to go back to the drawing board. Like we just wasted hours, days, and who knows how much money doing something only to have a bad idea. So make sure that you have a really deliberate process for brainstorming early on that you can tackle things, let people come up with ideas. You know, start off, why don't you come up with like five ways that you could accomplish what you're doing. And then you know, start thinking through because because if you could actually cut an idea before you implement it, like you literally save yourself like so much time by just doing that. Just being able to say, Yeah, you know, this actually isn't a good idea. We're not gonna do this. And that could be like the most valuable thing you could ever do. And instead spending a little more time to come up with a better idea is um, a much better way to accomplish things. And then once you have your idea, it's you really want to think through all right, how are we gonna engage our audience? Like what is is this a sales funnel? Is this more of a um is this, you know, a video? Is it is there a lead magnet? Is there um is there a talk? Is there we have a podcast that then Encourages people to think through, go to our website where they can sign up for something. Is it, um, you know, we have someone who's going out and meeting with people in person and they're on our donor team, they're a development person. And uh, as a part of that, they're going to be leaving a pamphlet, they're leaving a video or We're getting people who are interested with a lead magnet and then we're sending them a seven part video series to kind of like follow up on things. Um, Like what is that engagement plan look like and actually like map it out because in the process, you might discover that there's something missing that you didn't think of. And why not spend time mapping out how you're going to engage and what like what that theory is for how you're going to move your audience and know what that's like. So five plan to engage, make sure you can really do that. And then the next one, it can be hard to do. So I label it plan to plan. Um, just yesterday I, I was in a meeting uh, about a project they wanted to do. And so at the end, towards the end of the meeting, I said, all right, when is going to be our next meeting? And so there was a little bit of time in there at the window before we needed to meet. But I said, like, when are we going to meet? Let's get on the calendar. And so, you know, it's, it's it's a month from now, but at least now we have a date and a time that the, me and two other people are going to meet. And so what it would have been tempting is just to say, okay, well, we'll eventually like circle back about things. And um, who knows, like the date might move, but at least we have a date on the calendar, which is when we are going to meet and when we're going to plan on everyone like getting together because honestly there have been times where i've started a project and it's like all right well we need to meet and um then there, i just like try to follow up like hey when are we gonna meet next and but there's no deadline and people get busy and uh, like the project will get just derailed or made extremely hard because of the fact that we we didn't create a plan for we're going to meet so i have a we have a Podcast and video series we've been working on right now, and one of the things is that I love about this project is that we had we've scheduled weekly meetings and. Now it's like same time every week, and and but after every meeting we check in to see. All right, does the same time work next week? Because at times like inevitably things come up and you know we have to reschedule it. But it's on the calendar. We know when we're gonna meet. Um, and we've also like set deadlines, like dates and deadlines for like all of our like deliverables. And this is when we need this by. And it goes to this step and then goes to this step. Like this is like a spreadsheet that's like fifteen columns and uh, you know twenty rows deep With like all these like deliverables, and guess what? Do the deadlines shift sometimes? Yes. And do we always make everything we're trying to do exactly when we said we were going to do it? No. But it works much better because of the fact that we do have a plan, and we sit down and say, "All right, this is when it's going to happen." So coming up with that that rhythm and that schedule is just extremely important. Like these don't have to be like long meetings, but when you put them on a calendar. like They're just more likely to happen. And so always just kind of get in the habit of whenever you leave uh, a meeting, make sure you kind of set that next, when is that next meeting going to happen? Because we all get busy. I mean, I, I get busy. You get busy. Um, if you don't get busy, let me know how you've managed to avoid getting busy. Would love to hear it. Uh, shoot me an email and, uh, at Wesley at com because I would love to hear um, about that. But we all we all do get busy, and the biggest thing you have to do is find a way of planning and i highly recommend um use the calendar invite button uh button feature in your email you can put people's say a planning meeting for x project and go to the little invite button and type someone's email in and then they send and then you know it's on their calendar and um, if you are in different time zones it will automatically adjust the time zone so there's no confusion of Oh, I thought you meant 12 p.m. Central Time. Like, oh no, well I'm in Eastern Time. Well, just Google takes care of those things for you. Technology does work for some things, so uh, use the calendar invite button. But then, lastly, kind of identify what what those documents are in the planning project that you really need. So, in some cases, it might be a style guide if you're you know looking for ideas, because it's a lot easier to point at something and say, "Hey, I want my project to look like this," rather than trying to describe things in abstract form or this could be like a mood board where you literally go online and copy, uh, like photos for this like internal use. So you can easily copy stuff, uh, just put it on a a sheet with everything in front of it and point to say like, Hey, I want my uh, project to feel like that. Or it might be a script. So are you, can you write out as much as you can? Is it a shot log? Is it, you know, what is that? And so, there's going to be different planning documents for different projects, but the more that you can clarify, like, Hey, this is what we want to produce before we do this, the more helpful it's going to be for your project is, and it is going to vary by, by sector, by project. So, you know, in some cases it's a wire form script. Um, I know that was one of the things that initially, you know, when time trying to do like some websites that we would like start trying to do web, but you're yeah, like, if you're trying to do stuff in like, even if it's Squarespace or CSS or like whatever it is, it's just, it can be a little uh, complicated when it's just way easier to create a simple like a wireframe website in like something like a PowerPoint or a Word document where you have your text and you can easily move things around before you get to like that next step. And so whether it's like an animation and you're like, Hey, we're going to get a storyboard, we're going to get, you know, an animatic or which is where you basically just put your, your story, your like storyboards behind a recorded voiceover. So people can get an idea of what is going to happen when and how long it takes, like doing simple things like that are really going to help and be able to explain those things to the team for this is what we're producing. And this is what it's going to look like. Um, And it's going to be so much more helpful. So those are the seven steps. So kind of the first one to recap being make sure you identify your problem uh, or identify your goal. Like, what are you really hoping to accomplish? And does the whole team know what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish? Second, define your audience. I mean, don't say everyone, but identify who are you really trying to reach? Um, No, don't try. Don't try to attract new people at the expense of your current core base those who have been faithful, those who love your product, those who, um, are, have been loyal supporters, like don't try to alienate them at the expense of finding new people. No, But know who your audience is. The third think through, just feel, know, and do like realize whatever you're producing, especially if there is some sort of visual or creative element, or even just audio, like there's going to be feeling in it there's going to be connection, there's people are going to know things, and then what do you want them to do next? Fourth, brainstorm ideas, like know that any kind of brainstorming and new ideas really need to be incorporated early on in the process, and not halfway through or else they will not not get done. So be intentional about creating a brainstorming idea and invite people to, um, to just present ideas like you, you never know when a creative idea is going to come up from could be the lowest person, the the most recent person on the team or who's like least seniority, because anything can happen in that brainstorming process. Then next, really create a plan for engagement. All right. So once my audience is um, engaged, we're going to, they're going to go through this process. And this might look like a sales funnel, but just be aware of what you're trying to do there. And six plan to plan. I know this is hard for me and I'm trying to get better at it, but just be intentional about putting things on the schedule so that you can work with them and have an idea of what you're hoping uh, to accomplish. And then seven, create those planning docs that are um, like sector specific or industry specific, but know what those are, get a few ideas of what those are and share samples with people who are you working with of this is what a script looks like. This is what a uh, a mood board looks like. This is uh, like a wireframe. Like just know what those things are and uh, be able to share them around. That's it for now. That wraps up another episode. I hope you enjoyed going through those steps. If you have your own uh, process, I would love for you to share it with me. And like I said, my email is wesley at intermotionmedia.com. I would love to uh, see what you think. And if you have your own uh, process that you highly recommend, uh, send it my way. I would love to see what you're doing. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love it if you could leave a review at iTunes or wherever you get your... Podcast. Uh, if you can think of someone who would enjoy this episode, please feel free to share it with them. Word of mouth is always a great way to, uh, grow something. And I would definitely appreciate it if you did that until next time. Thanks for joining, uh, for another episode of no fat cats. I hope you have a great one and I'll catch you later. Bye.